Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. So if you are with us for the first time today or you've been with us for weeks, months, years even, you're joining us in week three of our series called You're Invited. So a bit of a test. Week one, Stuart invited, invited us to do what? Follow. Somebody shout, thank you. I hope you're not watching this, Stuart, be encouraged. We did take it in. <laughs> and, and last week, Keith invited us to what? Peace. Peace. Absolutely. And so this week, he is inviting us to rest. So this is an excuse to put your feet up. Put your earphones in. We're not going to put on any well music. I'm not decrying the use of well music. I'm just saying that we're not going to float off down a river today. We're still going to be engaged. And, but we're going to look at what it really means, what God really meant, Jesus really meant when he said about inviting us to rest. And I wonder how easy you find it to rest. How easy do you find it to rest? Um, our world doesn't seem to sell us that idea very well, does it? Um, about resting or that we can even obtain it. Even we can have that sense of being in a restful state. You know, our world is, is addicted to technology. We, we know that. We've, we've heard this loads of times. You know, our abilities to build really good, strong relationships seems to be, be dwindling. You know, families appear to, to be fractured and anxiety has a seat at a lot of our tables now, doesn't it, in the 21st century. And our children and our young people live in this like goldfish bowl where everything is visible and um, comparison is paramount in their world. And, and our world is battling depression, probably in mental health, probably at historic rates. I'm setting a good picture this morning. We'll get better, I promise it. We'll lift, it will lift. But we appear to be in a world that is unable to rest. That is unable to rest. And I can't think of many times, actually, if I'm really honest with you, when I haven't felt weary or burdened by something, and I don't suppose I'm in the minority here at all this morning. And if you'd say you follow Jesus today, if you would call yourself a Christian, you know, I don't know what you'd say finally brought you to Jesus, you know, what finally ticked the last bit in the box for you about getting to know him. For me, the very thing that led me to Jesus is so often the thing that keeps me coming back to Jesus. It's my battle with my burdens, it's my anxieties, it's my pressures of life, it's, it's the weight that I feel that I carry and fill with responsibilities. And I've realised, you know, that they can often turn me from being what I would call a free follower of Jesus to a weary worrier. Um, I can be, you know, weary by worrying. And if I'm honest, you know, sometimes I can even make a burden of being a Christian um, really easily. It doesn't take a lot of problem to make me do that either. So, so are we in a place today where you can no longer relax, you know. If you've got something that people call hurry sickness, and you're thinking, no, I haven't got that, Jane, I haven't got hurry sickness. Well, just think about the last time you went in the supermarket, and you saw that queue that was getting a little quicker than yours. Do you swap? Of course we swap. Of course we do. And then whose queue makes a stall if you swap? Every time. Yeah, or there's something goes wrong with the till, or there's somebody in front of you that wants to have a chat, or, or maybe when you're driving, you come up to traffic lights, do you do this? And do you calculate how many cars are in front of you on each lane, you just think, if I nip in there, I can beat these two cars over the lights. We do it all of the time. We don't realise that we're doing it, but people call that worry sickness, and, and I can suffer from that, and I'm sure you can too. But, but, you know, when I'm weary and burdened, there's a but for me. 
And the but for me is Jesus. And this is where we find the but. In Matthew 11, 28, verse 30, it says to this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And in the message translation, it says this, Are you tired? Anybody worn out today? Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And the Passion Translation says, you know, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. I love that picture. I love that picture. But it's important that we understand who Jesus was talking to when he said these lines, these verses, because context is really, really important. And the New King James Version says this to the old. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the word labor here carries the idea that we're working to the point of utter exhaustion. Working to the point of utter exhaustion. And the term laden is a shipping term. And this is really what it is. It describes the supplies of a cargo ship in transit. So Jesus is speaking to a group of people that are weary, they're worn out, they've spent the whole of their lives trying to keep all the laws of their religion. You know, over 600 commandments they had to keep to even have a chance of winning approval from God. You know, I think their ship was full. I think they were overwhelmed. I think life was more than they could carry. The circumstances of their lives had become burdensome. Um, They were about to sink. It was heavy laden. That's what that word means. They were just simply exhausted. Does that just sound familiar to you at all today? Isn't this still how a lot of people feel in the 21st century? Life has become burdensome. And we can still carry that same burden today. It just comes out in different ways. It just comes out in different ways. And sometimes, to be honest, the church in its global form hasn't really offered much relief for that. Often we've suggested more stuff for you to do and stuff for you to carry. So Jesus invites us to rest today. So how do we access that? What do we need to do? And the first thing is this. We need to admit we are tired. And you won't be the only one. I won't be the only one. And we can often look around and think, well, they're handling life stresses a lot better than I am. Or they're happening, we're going through similar situations and look how they're handling it. Am I the only one that can't cope? We need to realise how weary and burdened we are. And and a man called Brennan Manning wrote this book years ago called The Ragamuffin Gospel. And I want to read to you the foreword that he wrote in his book. Because it was written for the same audience as Jesus was talking to. This is what Brennan said he went. This gospel is for the bedraggled, the beat up and the burnt out. It's for the sorely burdened who are still shifting the heavy suitcase from one hand to another. It's for the wobbly and weak need who know they don't have it all together. It's for the inconsistent, the unsteady, whose cheese is falling off their cracker. I love that. (laughs) 
It's for the poor, the weak, the men and women with hereditary faults and limited talents. It's for earthen vessels who shuffle along on feet of clay. It's for the bent, it's for the bruised, who feel that their lives are a grave disappointment, even to God. It's for the smart people who know they are stupid and honest disciples who admit they are scallywags. Does that encompass everybody this morning? And this is exactly who this invitation is from Jesus today. And for all of us, for all of you who've grown weary, for all of us that are carrying stuff, for all of us who long to have true rest. But you know what? Admitting something never changes it. Admitting something is the first step to that journey of change. What's the second thing is come to Jesus. And come's a present tense word, isn't it? There's no time limit. There's no restriction. There's no limitations. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I send out invitations to things, I have a select group of few people that are on my list that get to come with me to things or get to even come into my house for things. It's definitely a select few. It definitely isn't open to all. But here Jesus says, all, it's always an open invitation. And he doesn't extend one invitation, you know, to the rich or to the poor. If you're a man, you get a different one. If you're a woman, you get a different invitation. He doesn't adjust it according to your status or somebody else's perceived status of where you are in life. It's an invitation to come to a person, not to an institution. It's not even an invitation to come to a religion. So Jesus says, come to me. Come. Present tense, come, and I will give you rest. But then he goes on to say something really, really strange. He says this, take my yoke. Take my yoke. And the verses that we're going to come back to are these. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is is light. Now, I want you to put yourself in that crowd if you can. That would have been there on that day with Jesus. Maybe hearing Jesus for the first time. You know, they know he's talking about people that are burdened, that are stressed out. They know he's talking about them. And they know that they need relief from the pressures and the demands of their life. It doesn't take a lot of imagining for me to put myself in that crowd. And Jesus says, you know, Jane, you know, I can tell you how to get release and relief. What you have to do is take. And then I'm nudging my mate and I'm going, he turned water into wine, you know. That guy turned water into wine. I bet he's going to tell me we can go to the pub. I bet he's going to say, we can all go down the pub, we can have a good time, we can drink our burdens away. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that life would be so bad and so heavy that that was the answer? Do you know what? It happens every day. Or I could have said to my mate, do you know what? I heard he fed loads of people with five loaves and two fishes. Do you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, chocolate. Eat loads of chocolate. That's going to take it all away. Just eat shed loads of chocolate. Can you imagine anyone thinking that food was an option to relieve the burdens of their life? Absolutely. Happens every day. And we could give loads of examples. He could have said, you know what, Jane, go shopping. You deserve it. Go spend. 
What I'm not saying is that we don't need food or drink or shopping isn't a nice pastime to do or having a few days away isn't great to have. But those things are temporary. They provide a temporary release. But Jesus says, take my yoke and you will find rest. Now, I need some explanation about that line, but the people Jesus was speaking to would have got what he was saying. Now, we don't see a lot of yokes today. And there are two ways we can see this. And the first one is this lovely picture here that we will think of as a yoke. These two beautiful oxen here. And a yoke was a part of the harness that was put over animals to control and direct them when they were pulling a cart or a plough, or something with some weight on. It was created for work, not rest. But there are some deeper meanings in this that Jesus was trying to say. What was he trying to teach us from this word? What he was saying was, see, the yoke was designed for two animals. It brought the strength of two animals together. What was impossible to pull on your own was possible to pull with two. God has a much stronger back than me. Second thing was this. The two animals would be very different. One would be more experienced than the other. So the second, I suppose, was like the learner. The L Platon was like the learner animal. And so the experienced animal knew the commands of the master, knew the master's voice. So that animal provided the direction. It provided the leadership. It provided help to the other inexperienced one. And then thirdly, the two animals always worked together to accomplish a task. There was partnership. There was partnership. One might be more experienced, but both animals pulled the load. Both animals pulled the load. You see, Jesus pulls with us. He doesn't necessarily take away what we are pulling, but we don't have to pull it alone. We will move in the same direction, at the same pace, with the more experienced partner in our yoke. But added on to this is the second interpretation, which is the yoke of the rabbi. You see, in the first century back then, when Jesus first issued that invitation to rest, every rabbi, every religious leader had disciples that followed him. And every rabbi had their unique or their individual way of interpreting the Bible, interpreting the scriptures, and they lived according to their interpretation. So when disciples followed them, They were following that particular rabbi's rules or interpretation or framework and way of living, and that was called their yoke. So the rabbi's disciples would take on that yoke as their own and follow all of that rabbi's rules, and it could be pretty weighty. It could be pretty weighty. So what Jesus is saying to people here is, my yoke... My teachings, my way of interpreting scripture, my way of understanding relationship with God is easy. It's light. He wasn't trying to give people another load to carry. He's inviting them to get in the yoke with him, where Jesus would be the most experienced, the mature member of the team, and we would be the rested and refreshed one. I like that arrangement. I like that arrangement. But Jesus wasn't saying that we wouldn't need to work. You know, Jesus understands that life can feel sometimes like an unending series of burdens. You know, we'll always have some weight, won't we, or some responsibility that we carry. So instead of giving me a temporary escape from it, 
He's offering me a new way to carry it. And because I know I'm linked with Jesus, then I can rest. Do life's problems go away? Absolutely not. Of course they don't. But I now have a new way and a new strength and a new partner to carry them with. You see, he's not, Jesus never offers us an escape from life. He offers us a new way to go through life. You see, it's not release from pressures. It's not release from responsibilities. But it's strength for those pressures and strength for those responsibilities. 1 John 5 verse 3 says this, For this is the love of God. This is the love of God. That we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. You see, Jesus tells us to do three things, doesn't he? To get rest. He asks us to come. He asks us to take. And he asks us to learn. And I've realised, you know, in the years that I've been following Jesus, that the more I come to him, the more I take his yoke, the more I learn about him, the more I want to come to him, the more I want to take more of him, the more I want him to lead me. It's a cycle of rest that, that I can only find in him. And I think a lot of you today will believe what I'm saying, but we still fail to rest. Why? Because I and you don't practice it enough. We don't have the rhythm or the habits that allow for that. And there's a guy called Rick Warren, some of you may have heard of him. He came up with a super practical plan for rest. And here it is. He suggests that we divert daily. What does that mean? Whatever relaxes you. Is it reading? Is it working out? Is it going for a walk? Is it watching that Netflix box set? You know, other streamers are available. Um, Or is it going to the movies? Whatever it is, we need to divert daily. But that isn't enough. We need to withdraw weekly. Once a week, don't work. Why don't we try being present with the people who are actually in front of me. Being fully present. Not multitasking. Fully present. And then Rick suggests that actually we abandon annually. What does that mean? We need to disconnect completely. Some of us can take holidays. Some of us have staycations. Whatever it looks like for us, we need to take a week off. And this is a rhythm and a habit that we need to practice. And I wonder which one you would look at and just think, oh, you know, it's been a while since I've done that. It's been a while since I've done that. And here's the beauty. While we trust and while we rest, there is one who never sleeps. Never sleeps. And we're in a world that is weary and heavy laden. I really believe that. And I don't think it knows where to turn very well. Rest. We're in a world that tries to distract itself by loads of things. Our world needs this invitation from Jesus. I need this invitation. We need this invitation from Jesus. There is a place to turn when life becomes overwhelming because Jesus doesn't just want you to get by and then simply die. That's not in his plan or his purposes. For you. 
What if we actually came to Jesus every day? What if we actually came to Jesus every day and took his yoke, took that easy interpretation, weight of how to live our lives and said, Jesus, I can't carry the burden of today without you. Will you lead me and guide me? But where do we need to start today? What am I asking you to do? What I'm asking us to do is to admit we're tired. Then I'm asking that we come to Jesus. Then I'm asking that we take his yoke. But notice this, we need to act. There's really good stuff in the Bible if you have a good look, you know. I think Jesus knew what he was talking about. We need to act. And when I was um, prepping and just reading around this for today, I found this story, it's a legend really, and I really, you know when you read stuff and you think, I really hope that's true? And it's a legend about when Jesus was a carpenter before he came into ministry. And the legend says this, that he made the best ox yokes in all of Galilee. And all over the country, people came to him to buy his yokes. And the legend says that the carpenter Jesus had a sign over his shop that said this, my yoke fits well. I'd love that to be true. My yoke fits well. In fact, you could say it's tailor-made. You could say it's tailor-made. And I want to invite you, just as we come to a close today, just think about what yoke might you need to step out of today? Who or what is setting the pace in your life right now? Because you will be yoked to something. I will be yoked to something. I'd rather be yoked to someone And as we come to finish today, I want you to think about this sentence. How would you finish this sentence this morning? I need to partner with Jesus in my burden for. How would you finish that? And I just want to give you just 30 seconds, just quiet, just to let God speak to you. And if you're not, a follower of Jesus. You wouldn't call yourself that right now. Do you know what? He still wants to help and partner with you. How would you complete that sentence? I need to partner with Jesus in my burden for or my burden with. What are you carrying? We need to respond to the invitation to rest. It's healthy for us physically. It's healthy for us emotionally. It's healthy for us spiritually. Let's not pull what we're pulling on our own.
And just while everybody's got their, their eyes closed, I'd love to pray for you. If this has resonated with you today, if you know there is a burden that you are carrying that, that is steering you rather than Jesus helping you steer it, if there's something that you're concerned about and worried about and working through, I would love to pray for you. And so if that's you, if you just want to raise your hand and I'll see that and I'll pray, thank you. Thank you. Loads of hands. We so need to respond to this invitation. I see all those hands, thank you. And if you haven't put your hand up, that doesn't mean that this prayer won't apply to you. Father, I thank you that your word says, come to me all, all of you who are burdened, who are weary, who are heavy laden, who feel overwhelmed, who feel weighed down, it wasn't an exclusive invitation you didn't have a list with people's names on that you wanted to experience that and those who didn't Father you said all and then you said I will give you rest it's not about what we do it's not about how we are you said, I will give you rest. And Lord, as we come and recognize the importance of accepting that invitation, God, I pray for those people here and watching online, Lord God, who, who may know that they have been yoked to something that isn't helpful, that is a something or even a someone that... hasn't been healthy and God we want to take your yoke because it's tailor made it's unique it fits me and I just get a sense in my heart that there's there's maybe a few people and, and you're thinking, oh, I'm not sure about this because I'm not sure what I'm getting. I'm not sure what God is going to ask of me. This isn't like buying a, a pair of shoes that are going to rub you and you can't wait to get them off. Um, it's not going to bring blisters. It's tailor-made. My yoke fits well. And so, Father, I want to give people an opportunity just to, to in, in their silence and in their reflections back to you, to say, Jesus, I need your help. I can't carry all the stuff in my life, all the responsibility I feel that I have right now. Would you help me and partner with me in this? And just name that back to God right now. Whatever that thing is, he will hear it.
And Father, would you help us not pick that stuff up again as our own individual things to pull? Father, we would rather pull in a two than a one. And we choose to look at you as the more experienced part of our team. Would you lead us? Would you direct us? Would you pull with us? so that we can be rest and refreshed. Thank you, Jesus. And as we finish today, we're going to sing this song. And the last bit of the song says, you know, I will rest in the Father's hands and leave the rest in the Father's hands and whatever you've prayed about today whatever you've envisaged whatever dropped into your spirit when we sing the part of that song I want you to see yourself giving that to God because that's the rest I need to rest in the Father's hands all of that stuff you can have God